you're listening to our Christmas message. For other resources and media, please visit citychurchleads.net. Um, I'd like you to ask yourself this one question. How does Christmas change my world? Ask yourself that question right now. How does Christmas change my world? And give it a little bit of thought. How will your life, how would your world be different on December 26th because of Christmas? Will you be happier? Will you have more peace in your life? Will you be a better person? Or will you simply have more stuff and owe more money and have to work more hours to help eliminate the debt built up because of Christmas? If we're completely honest, Christmas doesn't really change our world all that much. Even for those of us who believe in Jesus Christ as God's Son and the Savior of the world, Christmas doesn't change our lives that much. Largely, we celebrate Christmas as a great big holiday. Snow, Santa, holly, mistletoe, family and friends gathering around the fireplace, reminiscing what Christmas was like when we were kids. That's what Christmas has become. The shopping, the parties, and all the busy activities that we cram into the season are a part of how Christmas goes. When everything is said and done, the only real change that Christmas brings to our world is that it makes us a little bit poorer, a lot more tired, and all this for an event that God never actually called us to commemorate. You're so wondering where I'm going with this, aren't you? We are never once asked to remember the birth of Christ. Our celebration of Christmas is a purely human endeavor. He commanded us to remember his death, which we do when we break bread and wine together. But he never asked us to celebrate his birth. That's our thing. It's not a bad thing. In fact, it can be a really good thing. But again, does it change our lives? The purpose of Christmas, the birth of Christ, was to bring a change to our world. And I don't just mean the world in general. I mean, he came to bring a change to each and every one of our personal worlds. When we carry out life on a day-to-day basis, our job, our relationships, our families, our spirituality, all should be radically transformed by Christmas. Not transformed, and here I'm going to get you on my side again, by the celebration of Christmas, but transformed by Christmas itself. How does Christmas change my world? When the angels announced the birth of Christ, they said, do not be afraid. I bring you great news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. 
you will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace to men on whom his favor rests. The angels tell us that the arrival of Christ in our world, Christmas, is to be joyful. It should be something that helps us quell our fears. It should be something that brings us peace. Yet, most of us today wouldn't say that Christmas quells our fears, brings us true joy, or that it truly brings us peace. No. I would guess that most of us would be hard-pressed to see how Christmas changes our world. But it should be. And it can. Let's explore how Christmas not just the celebration of Christmas, the holiday, but how Christmas itself will change our world if we allow it to happen. Christmas will change my world by allowing me to experience genuine love. God is love. We've probably heard that said many, many times. The Apostle John wrote these words in his first letter to the believers in the Mediterranean world. He said, Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. At Christmas, we celebrate God becoming flesh becoming a man so that he could free all people from the power and penalty of sin. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the Word was with God. He was with God at the beginning. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. God became a man because he loves us. He became a man so he could show us the way. There was once a farmer, and one winter evening, just before dark, he heard something hit the bay window in the dining room, and he went to investigate, and he saw a small bird flying into the window repeatedly. And further out in the yard, he saw a whole flock of little songbirds he realized that these were birds migrating and they'd been caught by an early snowfall. They were cold and scratching through the thin snow in search of food. The one bird that had seen the light and had tried to get into the house where it was warm. The farmer had an idea. He had a large barn where the birds could be safe and warm and there was plenty of hay on the floor so they could find seed. He put on his coat to go out and open the barn doors. So he opened the doors, but the birds didn't come in. He turned on a light, hoping that that would attract them. Nope. He sprinkled seed on the ground to make a path for them. They ate some, but they didn't come close to the barn. Fearing for their safety, he decided to take some drastic action. He planned to circle around behind the flock and chase them into the barn. 
but that was a disaster. And finally, after running himself ragged, he dropped to his knees on the snow. And finally, a thought hit him. If only I were a bird, then I could tell them about the warm barn and the seed. I could save their lives. That's what Christmas is. Jesus becoming one of us so that we can understand his plan. Jesus becoming one of us so that he can tell us where to find safety. Jesus becoming one of us so that he can save us. In Christmas, God becoming man, we get to experience genuine love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. God loved us so much that he gave his Son, not to condemn us, but to save us. That's an amazing love. So how does knowing about the love of God, uh, knowing about how, the love that God has for me, how does that change my world? It doesn't. Knowing about God's love isn't enough to change my world. I have to experience that love. And I will never experience the love of God in Christmas unless I truly believe in that love. Christmas changes my world by allowing me to experience genuine love. It also changes my world by providing me with lasting peace. Peace is something that all of us need and most of us don't have. Most of us spend a great deal of time and energy pursuing peace, but very little time experiencing it. Decisions we've made and the actions we've taken in the past can often come back to haunt us. Our desire to have a better, more fulfilling life keeps us awake at night. Questions about what could have been or what should have been often plague our minds. We want to be fulfilled, satisfied. We want to be complete, but we lack that completeness. And as a result, we lack peace. Rather than days filled with peace and confidence, we find our days filled with stress and worry. And often that sensation is heightened at Christmas because we hear all about peace on earth, but we can't find peace in our lives. One of the great things about Christmas is that if we truly accept in faith what God gave us, his son, then we can experience peace. Peace with God. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Jesus, that baby born in a barn and laid to rest in a manger, came so that we could have peace with God. Sin separates us from God. Sin puts us at odds with God. But Jesus came in order to pay for our sins. He came in order to bring us forgiveness. 
His death upon the cross paid the penalty for our sins. Therefore, if we accept his sacrifice and the forgiveness it provides, we are made right with God. When the relationship between man and God is fixed, we can experience peace with God. Much of the lack of peace we experience is because we know we've messed up. We know we've done things that are wrong. And we worry that God can't love us and won't accept us because of our past. Now imagine the peace you can have in knowing that God has no record of your past. Imagine the peace of knowing that God has erased your past sins from his memory. Imagine the peace of knowing that God isn't looking to punish you, but that he's looking and seeking to love you and to embrace you. When you believe the Christmas story, and that's the whole story, not just the part about the baby in the manger, but also the part about that baby growing up and dying on a cross to pay for your sins, that part about baby turned man raising from the, rising from the grave and defeating sin and death, when you believe the Christmas story and accept God's forgiveness, you will experience peace with God. And I'll also experience peace with others. And let's face it, we don't often live at peace with others. We find that other people have a way of disturbing our peace. And we never stop to consider that we tend to disturb the peace of others. Living at peace with others is hard work. But Christ calls us to do so nonetheless. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, Live at peace with everyone. And the book of Romans in the Bible also says, Let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and to mutual edification. So how does Christmas help me experience peace with others? It relates to a true understanding of Christmas. When I understand what Christmas is all about, God providing a way for me to be at peace with him, I can choose to experience peace in my relationships. If God can forgive me and restore me to a right relationship with him after all I've done to violate his trust and love, if God can choose to be at peace with me, then I can choose to be at peace with others. I can learn to forgive them. I can learn to tolerate what it is about them that disturbs me. And when I choose to live at peace with others, I'll be less inclined to disturb their peace as well. And I'll also experience peace with myself. One of the great aspects of peace I get to experience because of Christmas is peace with myself. In more honest moments, I don't like myself much. I'm too aware of my failings and my sin. But because of Christmas, I can have peace with myself. Not because what I've done doesn't matter, but it's because I am a new person in Christ. Those who become Christians become new persons. They're not the same anymore, for the old life is gone, a new life has begun. I can be at peace with myself, not because I'm such a great guy, but because in Christ I'm a new creation. I'm not the same old, mean, evil, hurtful, self-centered person I once was. In Christ, I'm forgiven. 
I'm a new creation. And this doesn't mean that I don't have moments when I fail, but it does mean that in Christ, those moments become the exception and not the rule. I can be at peace with me because Christ is now working in me and renewing me daily. Christmas changes my world by allowing me to experience true love and by providing me with lasting peace. And Christmas also changes my world by giving my life purpose. Too many people aren't living their lives. Too many people just exist. Too many people are moving day to day without any sense of purpose in their lives. It's lack of purpose leads to depression and destructive behavior. It's lack of purpose leads to a sense of hopelessness that is heightened during this holiday season for many people. However, Christmas is about hope and purpose. And rather than feeling defeated and lost during the holidays, I can have a sense of true hope because Christmas gives purpose to my life. Christmas brings hope because it drives home the fact that I was made for a purpose. I was made to have fellowship with God. I was created to have a relationship with God. And that relationship is so important to God that he sent his one and only son, Jesus, to repair that relationship when it was broken. My life has purpose, and my purpose is to love God and serve people. William Booth, the founder of the Salvation Army, put it like this. We are to serve with a heart to God and a hand to man. Christmas, the coming of the Christ child, gives my life purpose. Jesus came, becoming one of us, so that we could fulfill our purpose, that of having a love relationship with God. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who received him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision or of husband's will, but born of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Jesus, full of grace and truth, came from the Father. He became one of us so that he could pay for our sins and restore the relationship we were created to have with God. His birth, his death, and his resurrection gives us purpose in our lives. Imagine living every day with a clear sense of purpose to know God and to please God. Everything else fades away when I make this my focus. I have hope and purpose every day when I understand that in everything, big or small, I can grow to know God more and I can live to please Him. I believe in the purpose-driven life. I believe that we were all created by God with 
five clearly defined purposes. One, to worship God. Two, to belong to a community of believers. Three, to grow in spiritual maturity. Four, to serve others. And five, to share the gospel. But it all starts with the foundational purpose of knowing God and pleasing God. And in Christmas, Jesus provided a way for us to know God. We are given hope and a purpose at Christmas. So let's come back to that question. How does Christmas change my world? It's not through the gifts or the memories made. It's not through the time spent with family. It's not through any trappings of the holiday. Christmas, as we celebrate it, doesn't change my world. But Christmas, as the birth of Christ, the Son of God made flesh, the birth of Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, changes my world. And he does this by allowing me to experience genuine love by providing me with lasting peace, giving me a purpose in this life. That's a major change in my world, folks. And Christmas will change your world too if you allow Christ to be the reason for and the center of Christmas.